we are starting right now. Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's Joey, it's Paul, and we've got Coach Joe Taylor joining us today. Joe Taylor, how you doing? I'm good, Joey. Thanks. How are you? Hi, I'm Joe. Good. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Um, Joe, Joe. Too Joe, many Joes around here, apparently. Joe Taylor's first first time on a podcast. She's a little bit nervous. <laughs> Don't feel bad. No one can see your face. <laughs> I'm nervous every week. Are you? Yeah. There's, all, there's always a little bit of nerves, right? <laughs> you look very relaxed. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Yeah, Paul's pretty relaxed. We've done a few of these now. It's episode 104. 103. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Today we're chatting about weightlifting. And uh, it's it's something that's we've spoken about this on other episodes of the podcast. It's kind of important to us. Lifting weights, not the sport of weightlifting, but lifting weights is uh, a big part of the Jungle Brothers methodology. And then within lifting weights, you've got weightlifting, which is an Olympic sport. And that's really what your background is in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's kind of cool to give a bit of context to folks because for a lot of people, it's it's all one and the same, right? Mm. Um, they can liken it to, yeah, you know, it's like, what are you lifting weights? Yeah, it's bodybuilding. Like there's just, yeah. there's no understanding of the nuances within that realm. Mm. Um, Joe, can you give us, can you introduce, like what do you, what's your, how did you get into weightlifting? Yep. So do you want me to give a little bit of a, a breakdown as to what weightlifting is compared to kind of powerlifting, which it gets, yeah. it gets mixed up all the time. And you say to people, you know, oh, I, I do Olympic weightlifting. And they say, how much can you bench? And I'm like, I don't bench press <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, sometimes, but very rarely. So, I mean, the Olympic weightlifting is two um, complex barbell movements. One is snatch, the second is clean and jerk. So it's only two movements, but they're both very highly skilled uh, movements with the barbell. Whereas powerlifting is more of a just strength, raw strength sport. So it's just a squat, bench, deadlift. So my specific journey is I started with a little bit of powerlifting. Um, Well, before that, I kind of went, um, I used to dance a lot. So dancing kind of took me to pole dancing. Okay. I didn't know know this. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved to dance when I was younger. Um, pole dancing, I did that for a couple of years and you've got to be really strong, like the upper body strength you need for that. Like you've got Luffy here and she does pole dancing and yeah, you did a lot of strength required. So that kind of led me to, you know, going in the weights room of the gym and starting to do bodybuilding and going in with a mate and just getting him to show me, you know, just the old bodybuilding thing. And then that kind of led to powerlifting. And then I saw somebody do Olympic weightlifting in the gym and I was like, that's so cool. I want to do that. So yeah, that was, kinda, your, that was your start. Yeah, that was the start. Yeah, I just saw somebody doing it in the gym that I was, you know, just throwing around weights, doing a, like not really powerlifting, but kind of, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting, kind of that thing. And then I was like, oh, I want to learn to Olympic weightlift. It's cool. How, how long ago was this? Oh, so back when I lived in Edinburgh. Um, so what, eight years ago? Okay. Something like that. How long have you been here for in Sydney? Seven and a half. Yeah, so it'd be longer than that, longer than that. So yeah, a while ago. What was the, um, going into the weights room eight years ago or thereabouts, yeah. what, what was the scene like in Edinburgh? Was that, were there a lot of uh, women in there lifting Not weights? Really. No, no. So yeah, this would have been when I was maybe uh, late teens. Um, you know, I think now it's very common to see women in the str- in like, you know, lifting weights, but um, less common probably 10 years ago now. Um, so it was really intimidating. And I think women still feel like that. And that's why I said I got my mate, 
my guy mate to come in with me and show show me the way around around the bar like the barbells and the dumbbells and stuff like that. So yeah, really intimidating point like to go into that that area. But I was like, yeah, got my mate, I'll be fine. And then yeah, just confidence grew from there and really enjoyed strength training. And so when you say um, so the comparison powerlifting is like raw strength weightlifting mm. is two highly complex movements mm. to simplify that for folks could you say that powerlifting is the lifts uh, which are uh, squat bench press and deadlift mm. they they're generally not particularly complex right they don't require yeah. a lot of mobility no. pretty much anyone can do them to it to the degree that it's needed yes absolutely Fair yeah 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 definitely they're they're um yeah less complex movements you know a deadlift you're taking the barbell from the ground to just a standing position none of the lifts go overhead um so yes like a huge amount of mobility um is required for olympic weightlifting whereas powerlifting a lot less so um but yeah obviously powerlifters need to be very very strong and olympic weightlifters need to be strong and mobile as well um where did you where did you start that whole journey here in australia i know you used to train mm. at lift mm, i think I did. that was i don't know if i met you back then but i knew you from no back then. no yeah yeah i um so what happened was i was kind of staying with my family and i was kind of jumping around i hadn't quite you know found a place to live and kind of just trying out gyms and you know hadn't really found found somewhere to weightlift yet i knew i wanted to do it but i hadn't found anywhere so it just jumped around some gyms kind of did a little bit of CrossFit, not much, but just, just kind of, I know, I, I know, I say that in disgust, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I did a little bit of CrossFit and then I actually ended up in a CrossFit gym who'd had an Olympic weightlifting club. So it's uh, called CrossFit Sydney and- Are um, you in Alexandria? Yes, yeah. that's the one just off McAvoy Street. So um, yeah, I, I ended up going there, um, wasn't living too far away and um, joined their weightlifting club. Um, so that would have been 2014, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you remember, Paulie, when we went by there, when we were looking at uh, locations for Jungle Brothers originally? No. And we widened <laughs> our search outside of Surrey Hills. Mm-hmm. And then we were looking around Alexandria, and I think it was the three of us. I remember, I'm sure it was you, you T.R., and myself. And we were looking at a spot right across the road from mm-hmm. CrossFit Sydney. Okay. And we were like, wow, this place is pretty sick. But we're like, that gym over there is like really fucking well established. <laughs> I think there was only about you know, 10 CrossFit gyms in Sydney at the time. Yes. And that's, yes. Been, that's one of the oldest He was standing. one of them uh, first. Yeah. And he got the best name, right? What do you Google when you want to go to a CrossFit gym? CrossFit Sydney. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we're yeah. like, you know what? Like, we don't have an issue being across the road from from a gym, but maybe not this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not for our first gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they had a pre-established weightlifting club. Um, so quite a few very good lifters. And we did um, do official competitions and stuff like that. So, you know, it was a good place to, for me to start off. Um, yeah, and, and went from, to lift after, I think, two years there. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, Paulie, you've been doing a bit of weightlifting of late. Not the last couple of months, but I, I have. Off? Can, yeah, backed off. Mm. Tell us about that. Oh, I just, uh, I, I've just been prioritising a few other things mm. at the moment. Mm. But it's probably going to make a return. Mm. I enjoy it. Mm. I enjoy it a lot. And I, I always want to stay connected somewhat because I teach the lift program here. Yes. Um, yep. so, so I kind of feel it's my responsibility to be able to, and especially with Joe coming in in the last two phases mm. and bringing back the Olympic lifts. You really have to keep those, those movement patterns pretty sharp if you want to be able to, you know, 
coach them as well as demonstrate them, which you need to do in class. So mm. I guess, yeah, I have been throwing them around, you know, at least once a week. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's not a, a main focus at the moment. But I do enjoy it. I love it. And when you talk about the powerlifting versus the Olympic lifting, I mean, I had a, a different kind of experience learning how to lift weights pretty mm. much. I already came into a, an area with Joe and T where they were showing me Olympic lifting. And, you know, I, anyway, I, I enjoyed that from the get go and powerlifting doesn't quite make sense for me from mm. um, more of a movement sporting background. And I really love the, the mm. speed strength involved with Olympic yeah. lifting. Yeah. So where did you learn? Aspect. I just learned um, here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I learned um, with Joe and T. Mm. Um, That's why I'm so good at it. So I'm so good at it. (laughs) Um, You know, from the old gym coming into here and then probably the most influential was co-coaching with Yazzie Carter, who was our, our, you know, and I I was beside her for three hours a week Mm. um, for for many months Mm. and then just just going from there and, and, you know, she she was always giving me good feedback and, yeah, so I just learnt from here. Um, And, yeah, it's, Mm. it's, it's a great sport. Mm. You know, it's a frustrating sport. Yeah, yeah it's a frustrating. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why I love it. I love the challenge. For me, yep. powerlifting is uh, there's not enough of a challenge involved. I like the skill of it and it makes me think. But at the same time, it's a uh, yeah. You you know you get to a point you can get there quite quickly with just your strength, and if the technique isn't there, you're just not going to progress. And uh-huh. um, so it's a very slow, long sport to to get you know good level. What are those? What you know, break down the frustrations. Like, what is it that you that you experience? Um, I guess getting stuck on a certain weight and just not being able to break past that. You're like, I've been on, you know, this weight for so long, and finally, when you do break that, it's by a very small amount—a kilo, a couple of kilos. You know, so just not seeing the numbers go up that quickly, and then other times where the lift, where your positioning isn't correct, and you know, you're, you're, you're missing the lifts. It's always going forwards or it's always going backwards. And you, you know, something's wrong with the technique, but you know, you have to, you have to really break it down and figure out what's actually happening. Can I ask you, yes. um, cause I don't really know. Mm. Uh, you, so you were lifting, um, you went to lift. Wh- mm. When did you start competing and, and like, what's your mm. competition experience? Cause I, I want to get a gauge yes. for what level you're at for yeah. me and for folks. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. you're talking about the little, yes. the little things that mm. are frustrating yeah. um, for you at your level. Yeah. But obviously before that, oh, you know, context. There's, yeah. there's, there's so much yes. more that's frustrating before that if you're a newbie. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I started competing when I was at the CrossFit uh, Sydney gym um, part of their weightlifting club. So I first competed in 2015, I believe it was. So I actually did my first competition at the gym I'm training at now, which is Odd Socks, which is a completely only Olympic weightlifting gym out at North Strathfield. And they do open competitions. So basically anybody can come in and they can lift. It doesn't matter if you've never lifted before, you could, you could sign up and oh. go up and do your three lifts of each of snatch, clean and jerk. And that's you done a competition, but it's not official. It's a little in-house run competition. And then you've got your uh, competitions that are state level, then national level, and then obviously international level. So with state, um, you basically have to be a member of the association, which is the the New South Wales Weightlifting Association. All the different states have their own separate associations. And and then you compete within your state. So competitions are held throughout the year. Those are official competitions. You need to to have a membership with them. 
and then you pay your membership and you go and lift in the competition and then your your totals and your um uh, they all get recorded um and that's competitions you do and progress up to national level and then you know international level so um I did quite a few s- competitions within New South Wales. Um, I made one national competition back in, I think it was, when did I compete? 2000 and early 2018. So that was my big national. So everybody from all the states would compete um, in the Australian Open, I think it was, in uh, up in Brisbane. Um, so that was a big deal for me, that getting to that kind of national level rather oh, yeah. than just competing in the states. So you have, to, you have to record a certain total to be able then to enter that national level competition um and that experience was amazing I didn't do very well in the competition made a few mistakes on my prep and stuff like that um and don't believe my coaching was the best going into that but it doesn't matter I I still am quite proud of the fact that I I did that and yeah it was a big one for me I really enjoyed it I, enjoyed oh, I it. think I think yeah. you should be like yeah um, yeah because like uh even without competition, like when mm. you're lifting here in the gym, mm. um, I find it can be quite nerve wracking, um, you know, to, to throw up a lift that's starting to get heavy oh, yeah. just because of the yeah. mislift and there's, there's yeah. nerves involved yeah. and there's, you know, you have your routines yeah. and there's things moving around you often mm. and the mislift, there's like fear in it. I can't imagine what that's like mm. when you're at a competition level. Yeah. You've got all these people staring at you. The adrenaline is just pumping and Mm. that's something I was really bad at first when I started competing is not managing the stress of a competition um and just getting myself too worked up too nervous and then it just it just all went to shit on the on the platform so managing those nerves is a huge part of competing and being able to kind of keep yourself a bit more calm and yeah it's Uh, um, it's a it's a a skill it's a brutal thing to have only that one moment split second yeah of like Mm. of athleticism yes to do it you know, as a, like I think about it in rel- like relative to jujitsu. Yeah. And I always think about that when I'm I'm when I'm going to compete. It's been a long time. I'm actually doing a comp in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But I but I always think, oh, what if you get subbed in like the first minute of mm. the first match? But I've still had a minute to perform. Mm. Whereas you've literally got like <laughs> yeah. a split second, you and you do or you don't, and that's it. Like well, yeah. you know, I know you get more than one attempt. You but do. Yeah. It's very brief, isn't it? It's brief, and you get um, one minute. There's a few quite a few rules in weightlifting you get one minute from the timer going on to you um taking the barbell off of the um platform floor um so you've got that one minute to get your lift done and then like like you said joey we've got three attempts at each lift but you have to make one of your attempts in the snatch to then progress to clean and jerk so say you missed two snatches and you've got your third to do that is when the pressure then comes in in a competition because if you miss that third one, then you're out. You can't complete in clean and jerk and record a total. So that's when uh, you'd have to deal with that pressure when you're higher level. Is there any reason jerk. why that's the order snatched in order to clean and jerk? I, I, is that why? Is there a reason why it's snatch then clean and jerk? Yeah. Um, I I think because snatch is more uh, technical lighter. and uh, yeah, you're going to be lifting lighter weights. I'm not too sure why it's snatched first, but I think it's because it's, uh, yeah, lighter. Is that um, throughout all competitions? Like yeah, that's Whether it's how, here, state, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's just the all, format? That's, that's the format in Olympic weightlifting. And how about the fact that you won't progress to clean and jerk if you don't catch three snatches? Mm. Is that that's, that's also how all competitions are run? Just one of the rules, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, wow. Savage. Yep, it is. So then do you, you <laughs> might have people who are not pushing the weight in the snatch, so you kind of got to play to your strengths and – strategic yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. Right? it can become that way like people will think to stay a little bit you know to get a total and to be competitive you might um 
you know, like your first lift, you'll go a little bit lighter, something you know you can hit, and then mm. you've recorded your total, and then you can use the other two to push it. But you know, it all depends on on the day, how you're feeling, and how you're performing. And sometimes you just sometimes you just don't perform. Everything can be fine. You feel good. But the weights just, it just doesn't happen. And that's for some reason the way it, it can be in Olympic weightlifting. Things just don't always go to plan. But yeah, just, just managing that pressure on the platform. Um, Have you yeah. ever watched that? Um, there's a, a clip on YouTube. It's uh, the Greek weightlifter versus the Turkish weightlifter from the 19. No, but I would love Olympics. to watch that. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucking cool. It's so cool. It's um, <clears throat> Naim Solimogalu. Mm. I believe is his name. He's competing for Turkey. Yeah. But he is Albanian. Yeah. He's from somewhere on the, you know, on the eastern side of that part of Europe. Um, and he's a tiny little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's competing against a Greek guy. I can't remember his name. I'm impressed that you remember the first name. I know. I've I was watched like, it a few good, times. Good pronunciation. Sogolomogalu. Yeah, Sogolomogalu. <laughs> Just pull that one out of the memory bank. But they, um, <laughs> but it's like a twenty. It's man. It's so like it. Like it makes the like the hairs all over you stand up. Okay. It's, it's yeah. Because it was at a time I think there were big tensions between Greece mm. and Turkey, so everything's riding on this. And these two guys went into the finals. Like again, they're the two guys left. And I, I don't remember. I know who won. I won't tell you because you guys should watch it afterwards. And if you're listening, <laughs> Google that shit. Go like. Greek weightlifter, 80s Olympics, you can put in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as they're going head to head, they broke like the the world record like multiple times. Wow. Yeah. And and you can see their coaches, like it's really, but it just just embodies, like it gives you an insight into Mm. how fucking intense that Mm. moment of execution Mm. is. And can you imagine the um, uh, athletes that go to the Olympics that, you know, four plus years in training for that, that small amount of time where they have that, uh, yeah, that to lift that amount of weight and they just, that's all they work on and that's their lives for so long. And then, then yeah, to I think, don't know how they manage that pressure. That's to think that you could have an off day. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, you, you know, could. it just, you it could. seems so unfair, you but could. it's also, it's yeah. incredible that people are able to perform at that level. Yes, it's amazing. Watching Olympic weightlifters at that level of the Olympics is um, unreal. I find that amazing to watch. Yeah. I think, um, you know, and I haven't really studied much like strength and conditioning, but I think for uh, maybe you, you'd know the, uh, power athletes or for the attribute of power, um, you're tapering into that and your zone to hit your peak performance is only like uh, two to five days or something like that. Mm. Whereas for cardio athletes or athletes who express those, those other long endurance athletes, they can keep that level of, mm. of fitness over mm. something like 30, 30 plus days or something like that. Does oh, that make wow. sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm. So you really have to like taper in almost perfectly and be yes. right on the zone there yeah. for people doing, um, you know, kind of weightlifting. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. that's a tough one for mm. like the trainers like going into, I mean, any number of things can happen, mm. getting sick or not sleeping, you know, yeah, a few weeks it. out and it just kind of rocking everything mm. as you're building towards this four year moment. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, you know, going back to like the, the beginner kind of piece for weightlifting, something that, that stands out, I think, to everybody when they try Olymp- like weightlifting for the first time is, and, and when we say weightlifting, we're talking about Olympic weightlifting, right? Just to be clear on that, mm. um, is the mobility that's required mm. and how, mm. how fucking hard it is to get into some of these positions. Mm. Yeah. Can, you, can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, when I started, I don't think my mobility was that good um but you got to work on it you know when you start doing it you um um 
you have to factor in the fact you're going to do mobility work unless you're you're somebody who moves well anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, getting into a you know when you go into a gym, you, how many people do you actually see just doing an overhead squat? It's a really complex movement just doing an overhead squat and the balance that you need and um, it's difficult. So yeah, I mean, I don't think the majority of people can can do a simple like well not a simple overhead squat but just an overhead squat without you know a deep one. Yeah, yeah no being yeah. able to get into a nice stable bottom position in your in your squat. Um, so yeah, working having to to factor in mobility is really really important. Um, and making sure you just get trying, you know, getting in that position in that deep squat, and then uh, working on your overhead mobility and just trying to piece it all together. But when I started, I was um, yeah, my mobility wasn't that great, and I should, probably should have worked at it more. But you know, I've done it for a while now, and I think mobility's gotten better, but Still not perfect. It's, but, uh, it's definitely tough for adults starting to oh yeah to do it. Like, yes, uh, just because your mobility is generally a lot worse depending mm. on what life you've led. But it's it's always going to be worse than if you if you were naturally mobile or you're a, a young it. person. Yeah, beginning or to do it. Or if you start doing when you're six or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think they did in China. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you start them off very very young. Yeah, I mm. think like in those big weightlifting nations, it's like. You wouldn't get into the Olympic program unless mm. you started before you were like seven or eight years old, huh? Yes, yes. And you've got to be like perfectly suited for the sport, right? Your yeah. proportions have got to be right and yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the mobility thing is it's, – it's, it's, it's very interesting because uh, weightlifting has been popularised largely by CrossFit mm. – and that's, you know, that's what has brought it to, in a sense, to mainstream fitness. I mean, you can see now that there's, you know, most, a lot of big gyms out there, fitness first, that kind of thing. They have a couple of weightlifting platforms and yeah. they've got the bumper yeah. plates, you know, that's, that's weightlifting gear. Um, and so people want to get into it. But I think for a lot of folks, there's no, it's very hard, like, it's very hard to get coaching on it that's at a high mm. level. And mm. I think most people aren't prepared to do the mobility work that's required mm. to be able to do it at a, at a reasonable level. Mm. I see a lot of people just sort of grinding through shitty positions. Mm. I'm sure you would see this yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, whatever, they're, they're programming their own training or they're just going off something they saw on YouTube and yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, you know, your wrists, your, your yeah. shoulders look really bad there. Yes, it, you know. yes, yeah, yeah. So just having to like... Yeah, get mo your mobility at a point where you can actually get into those positions somewhat and then, you know, get keep improving it as you learn the sport. You know, you can still learn the technique, but you got as soon as you put get starting weight on the bar, you need to be able to get into those positions. Yeah. Mm. So there is a place then, it's like, like for people who don't have the adequate mobility now, say someone who comes into a class, it's like you can do the positions, you can work on this with uh, an empty bar or a broomstick mm. or whatever it needs to be. Mm but you're not going to be able to load it up until you can show that you're in good positions. Yeah, or if even if you start working um, to the power position, so that's where we catch the barbell higher, we catch it above parallel with our um, thigh, um, that would be a power, so you're not going into a deep full squat. So if somebody had really bad mobility um, and they couldn't get into a deep squat, then you start them off catching the bar high in that power position. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. I like yeah. that. If mobility is really bad. Yeah. Uh, what do you, you guys coach the, so Joe, you're the head coach of our lift program. I am. Yes. The title. Paulie, you are <laughs> Joe's assistant coach on the Wednesday night. <laughs> yes, I am. Is that am. right? Yes. Co-coach. <laughs> Co-coach. Yeah. Um, what do you guys, how do you guys manage that? Like in a class setting, 
Mm. How much time are you spending on mobility? What are you saying to folks one to one about? You know, because I'm guessing there's plenty of people you see are like, you need to work on this stuff. Mm. How do you how do you go about that? Mm. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, just as an overall kind of approach to it, I guess I and because we've been talking about the sporting part of it mainly. And there's a mobility requirement to do it well, and there's a mobility requirement to to do to to progress well, as in put more weight. Because mm. for people who don't real who don't know really what we're talking about is, you need better mobility to lift heavier weights. Yeah. Because you, the heavier weight you can't throw it up above your head. You need to get underneath it. Yeah. You need to get deep underneath it, mm. um, and then you need to be able to put it overhead, sort of thing. So I guess uh, I'm saying, you know. I, I see it as really useful for a beginner to come in and, you know, in the Jungle Brothers model to come and be trying to do a, doing Olympic lifting. Mm. Um, and, you know, they don't – not everyone has has to be trying to get to a certain, you know, lift. They want to mm. be able to mm. do a deep snatch um, mm. at a certain weight or anything like that. So I think it's uh, – from my perspective, I really like that people are in there trying to do it and I, I look at them and, and think – as, as this, this mother or father of a few kids and busy, yeah. they're probably never going to experience, you know, good loads yeah. or over, you know, even five years or something of doing it. Yeah. But I like, um, I still encourage everyone to, to keep, keep with it because it's a, an, an otherwise expression that we don't always get. Mm. You know, it plays a part in the whole Jungle Brothers model. Um, without it, there's a lot of strength training without the, the speed component to it and the coordination mm. component to it. I mean, there is, there is with kettlebells and stuff and strength and movement stuff. But mm. so I guess, um, yeah, I'm always encouraging people to do it. I want to keep them engaged with it and build some context around it because if it gets too sporty for some people and too specific, like, a, you know, we might lose them, you know. Where it's We've noticed that in the past many times, haven't yep. we, that, that when we get very heavy – on the weightlifting, like the the, the technical side of yes. it. Yes. Yep. A lot of people, usually males, yep. tend to go, ah, fuck that. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. it's just it's too much information. It's like the, the hill yeah. seems too large it's, to climb. That's what yeah. I mean. And yeah. you have yeah. to. They may never get there. Yeah. Mm. Which is really interesting. And, you know, it's, it's, I think there's equal parts we understand, but then there's also yes. another part that's like, well, Maybe you need more of the thing that you're bad at. Like that's maybe right. that's what's yeah. good yeah. for you. Yeah. But yeah. but you have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I acknowledge that when people are around and and um, so yeah. But in the actual classes, I mean, um, you know, we reduce range for people, right? Mm. We instead of working from the floor mm. to overhead, they might just work from the knees mm. to the shoulders or something like that. And there's many different ways. If you've ever been in a weightlifting class before, mm. which you can reduce the complexity of the movement. That's how you start for people, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what we, we've been doing a lot yep. since, you know, I came on board. We're, we're, that's some, what you do with the Olympic weightlifting is you break it down into smaller pieces for people to kind of understand and work through and mm. know what the key positions are. And yeah, like I said, make it less complex by doing a power rather than worrying about having to get into full squat and worrying about the, the mobility aspect. It's like, let's just... Uh, get these positions, get you understanding what we're trying to achieve and then let's not worry about a full squat. We'll just get you going under the bar slightly and yeah, and building up from there. But yeah, it's good that people are exposed to it um, and try it. You know, it's challenging. It's something you think about. You're not just, uh, you know, you, you're, it keeps you, it gets you thinking. Totally. So, 
Yes, and every, understanding every, your body, where your body's moving, and yes, you know, yeah, exposes yeah. weaknesses. You I asked think. like uh, about yeah, that totally, mm. totally it does, mm. and it's it's actually it's an ongoing challenge. Yes, I yeah. think for for a lot of a lot of our newer coaches who don't have as much Olympic lifting mm. um, kind of background, like mm. it's it's definitely one of those classes where you're like, oh shit, how's this one going to go? Because it's a mm. challenge depending on whoever our, our community comes in. It's yeah, it's really challenging because yeah. there's so many um, components or yeah. parts that are required to put into the hole. So you, you don't know which part you're dealing with on that particular day. That's it. And so many people with different abilities. You know, yep. we've got Ali, Sue, they've been Olympic lifting for a while. And then yes. you'll have somebody come Big in variety. class and say, I don't know what Olympic weightlifting is. So yeah, just yep. trying to, and that's what we do uh, mm. as well in class, me and Polly, make sure, you know, I'll usually take everyone, like take the beginners and Paul, you know, give everyone else a bit of coaching. So it just depends on, on who's in class, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Sounds very similar to like jujitsu. Yeah. How you have to manage that, where where yes. you get, you know, you get a, a wide range of abilities, mm. and say so like, all right, let's split you guys mm. up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. do this. You guys work on that. Mm. Yeah. So the the program always has um, a warm up mm. with um, mobility and activation at the beginning. I like actually what I what I, I like what I see of that when I'm cruising through and you're doing your piece, everyone's behind their bar, mm. you're yeah. down opening up the hips and stuff. I, I really mm. like that yeah. that routine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be a routine because there's a lot to fit in. Yeah. So it's like everyone knows that portion does that. And we move straight into um, skill work from there. Yeah. Um, and then there's strength after that, and yeah. then there's accessories, and that that's kind of the way that Joe's written the program yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's great. Mm. I mean you have to learn the skill aspects of the lift. Mm. You have to do that with the lighter loads. Mm. But having the strength element there is, mm. there's a lot of people that are new to it who who aren't strong, like they, they have to progress with their strength in order for the skill portion to make sense it, to them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's 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 challenging to, mm. to, to do, but mm. um, I think the, the program is good right mm. now for the level of lifters. Mm. Um, it's it's great for anyone starting mm. and it works it's just fine for those experienced lifters yeah. in the class and they're just yeah. putting on more weight mm. and increasing the range and stuff at the same time yeah. there's a there's a lot of similarities i think between weightlifting and bodyweight strength um, we did that episode ages ago on embracing the suck which yeah. is a which is really important in bodyweight training because there's going to be portions where you just suck at it Mm. Like you're just not strong enough and you got to just keep doing these progressions and more volume and more time and mm. more repetition. And then eventually you break through that and get to, you know, the next place. But that cycle always comes up. And mm. I think that for a lot of people who are walking into a gym and like, oh, I want to, I want to get fit, you know, whatever, get in better shape. They're not necessarily ready to face the realities of skill acquisition um, yeah. as is in, in bodyweight training and weightlifting. And when, they're, when you're in there and you're like, holy fucking shit, like how long is it going to take for me to be able to do an overhead squat just yeah. with a broomstick? Yeah. You know, like when is it going to look good or when am I going to feel comfortable there or when am I going to be able to finally do a chin-up, yeah. you know, a muscle-up? And it's like um, we've always had high dosages of that in our gym because we know that that's really where a lot of the – that's where the achievement is in training and mm. that's where the longevity – in the methodology is because there's always something to chase and something ahead of you so it keeps you engaged in this sort of never-ending journey of acquiring new abilities whereas without that if you didn't have that skill acquisition mm. it's just like more pushing more pulling more squatting you're building your muscles yeah like it's the same movements right it's the same yes. shit yes um how do you 
how do you frame that for folks when they're like, oh, I just, you know, I'm sure you would see that in the frustration. Oh, I still can't do, you know, I still can't get this right. I'm fucking suck at the overhead squat. What do you tell them? You know, you're like, yeah, we'll just keep doing it for two years or <laughs> yeah. how do you deal with that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I tell people the sport, uh, the sport's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're, you've got to, you've got to put the hard work in and you, it's all about repetition and you just got to, you got to just keep doing it. It is repetitive sport. You know, you've got two, well, three movements um, that you're doing over and over again in different ways. We've got a lot of different exercises to help us achieve the snatch and clean and jerk, but um, you just got to keep doing it and it's going to take a while to, to actually make, to make progress. And, um, you know, just as long as you make sure you're, um, uh, you know, getting coached and not trying to rush it and, you know, you'll make progress quicker if you do those things right in the beginning, I'd say. Yeah, but it's just a, 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 it takes a while to get good at it. It takes a while. For sure. Mm. Yeah, it's, I'm the same, like, going back to what I said before, just keeping it within context for them. Because, like, it's very frustrating, say, there's 15 minutes of tech work and, you know, you don't see much improvement in the 15 minutes at all. It's all about 15 minutes for 12 weeks or something like that. Mm. So trying to just, you know, and this is the coaching part. You're really just trying to coach yep. the individual and everyone's a little different mm. with their approach to a problem like this. That's so complex. So yeah. sometimes you're trying to tell people to slow down and, and tell them, you know, whatever it, it's a long game, like you said. Mm. Um, and sometimes you're telling people to, to speed up. It's, it's, it's mm. a, on an individual basis, mm. but, um, yeah, just kind of building that framework for them. That's it's the marathon type yeah. of thing, yeah. And that uh, the skill part is very important for you to progress later on. So mm. stick with that. The strength piece is coming later, and you can feel that good endorphin rush. You can lift heavy after that. Mm. And when you get to that part, I want you to focus on that and be you know be pushing, getting your weight up, mm. getting your depth going, work on your mobility, and, and you know w train hard there. But train kind of smart here, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's almost like a different different approach at different sections of the workout. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. Yeah, a lot of people trying to get too heavy in the skill part. It's like this is not that time. That time is coming after this and I'll let you go. You can go heavy yeah. after well, this. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of folks may not necessarily know that, right? Coming from, say, if you came from something where it is just focused on working out like a, like an F45 or something like that, yeah. you don't, you've never been exposed to skill acquisition. So true, this idea of going slower, thinking more, trying mm -hmm. harder, giving yourself rest, analyzing, reviewing, like yep. that process is almost completely new to some people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And um, I, I see it with a lot of new people who do that skill part and I know I can see them because they, they do their sets and usually it's high repetition, lots of sets mm. and they, they stand there in between their sets and don't, even look at someone else what lifting. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, you need to talk to that guy or watch that person lifting. Yeah. Like these are the two people, watch Alex lift, watch so-and-so lift, yeah. get familiar with, you know, because yes. they can't do it in front of a mirror and if they're not filming themselves, yeah. they need yeah. some visual feedback. It's like you got to get familiar with this lift. Um, yes. So, yeah, that yeah for sure people don't – you're right. Like people won't know that. Where well, I guess we're used to that here because we're a you know, bodyweight program – it's all about partnership and cueing each other and getting to know the movement, right? Yeah. And, and the Olympic lifting is really that should be the same. Mm. And, and, and martial you, arts, right? And martial arts. Yeah, yeah. like it's all that, – that skill piece is in all of it. Yeah, totally. 
But yeah, you- I think I think part of it with lifting too, which is probably just when you're because it's you lay the room out in a grid formation because that's the best way to run it. Because like, mm. you've got these big implements, barbells. Um, people who are towards the front don't necessarily want to turn around because they know there's like a whole line of people looking at them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you just it's, keep it's facing forward in your rest period true. until true. the coach says, hey, you should yeah. turn around and look and then yeah. you're like enabled. Oh, oh, you're there. So you know? true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a massive part of it is watching other people <laughs> train, is. right? Yeah, is, eh? that's what I do when I'm training as I'll watch everyone else yeah. do their lifts. Not, yeah. like, not like a foot away from their nah. face when they're nah. snatching. Try not to, try not to. <laughs> well, let's enable everyone tonight. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I used to love um, in that class, I pr- sometimes I would do it too much, but I used to love putting on a YouTube video or something. Mm. Oh, like here's a sick fucking thing yeah, I saw. Yeah. Like that guy, Lou, the yep. Chinese weightlifter, yep, yep. who does the uh, yes. like the overhead squat or like the, the squat jerk rather yes. than the split jerk when he receives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love putting those videos on. Like, guys, come check this out, you know, and like. Well, you do that in the warm up or. It depends. Before. I might do it in a warm up or maybe if we get to the, maybe if we get to a portion where there's like longer rest periods, like strength part. Yep. Uh, I'll be like, guys, I'm going to put this on. You have to do your sets, but in the rest periods, you can come and have a look at the TV. Oh, and it, maybe yeah. we should do that. I, I used I to do that <laughs> too. Like, cause I, we, I was in class when you used to do that, yeah. but I, I would only do that on the, the morning classes. Our classes are too busy, bro. Too much going too on. Bad. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll do that on a Friday. <laughs> hey, I can like I, that. Can I ask you, cause I've, <laughs> mm. I've never lifted in a weightlifting gym before. Yeah. Um, do, do, do the coaches, oh no, I think I, we were talking about it. You said there's not heaps of group coaching going on. It's no. not classes that you're in. No, 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 no. no. So you'll come in and yep. you'll, the coaches will be there. Yep. But um, to give you feedback when, when you need your feedback, yep. otherwise you just get on with your training session, you're yes. training with yep. training partners. You know, I, I'm trained with the same, same guys. Oh, look, and, I, I uh, guess I was just wondering because I wondered if they had a, a chalkboard and I've been thinking about it a lot and I was like, like uh, there's many times mm. and not just in uh, Olympic uh, weightlifting in lift class, but mm like a little a little chalkboard mm. with a piece of chalk or a whiteboard would really help just get one concept or one angle or something apart every now and then when you're coaching something. What do you think mm. of that, Joe? Well, to draw a little diagram. Draw a little diagram. Oh, yeah. uh, little stick figures. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I do it I a like lot that. with my clients and in the classes, especially Monday night when it's not too busy, I film people all the time to show them what they look like because mm. I, I sh- they see me. Mm. And they feel the movement, but then when they see themselves, it oh, just yeah. closes a loop. And the yes. amount of time people say that is that is so good that you showed me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, a little a little whiteboard downstairs would be sick for us. Dude, yeah. you know what yeah. you can do. Um, I'm not sure how you would hook it up, but my mate used to do this. Have you used the app Coach's Eye? No, I've seen uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used that. Coach, I mean, I used yeah. to use it. I, I care yeah. less about yeah, that yeah, yeah. these days. But if I were coaching weightlifting, it would be more of a valuable tool. Yeah. But he Put would up on the screen. Yeah, he would connect it to his to the screen. Yeah. So mm. you could so you could be reviewing someone on yep. coaches eye, drawing some little lines and shit, and then you could project it on the screen and hey guys, check this out. I'm breaking down so and so's squat here. You know? Yeah, That's that'd be cool. that'd be really cool. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah, think yeah. about it because um, yeah, I I just feel like for me that. That's always been good for me to see myself on a on a video and oh, yeah. kind of close yeah, that yeah. loop. It's right? really really important to watch yourself mm. back. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Do you um all right? So for you know for someone who's starting with the weightlifting piece, like Joe, you work as a personal trainer, right? I do. Yes. You work at Virgin. Virgin Active, I do. Yeah. Virgin Active, very yep. good. You're there full time. Uh yes. Like pretty much full time when, you're not, when yep. you're not here, kind yep. of thing. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Um, 
do you coach your clients there in weightlifting? Like do all of them do some elements of it? No, 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 no. So I only have a few clients that um, learn Olympic weightlifting and then the majority of people I strength train, but it depends on the person. I might kind of suggest it, that we maybe learn how to clean to start off with. Um, but no, not everybody is, um, you know, interested in learning Olympic weightlifting or, or kind of built for it. Yeah. So um, it's not the best setup either to coach out of Virgin Active. We don't have platforms. So um, only my, my clients who really want to learn it um, are really interested in the sport, then we'll coach. But majority of people won't be Olympic weightlifting. But I'll try to, I'll, you know, put aspects of it in there, like, you know, um, push press and behind the neck push press and stuff that we use in Olympic weightlifting. I'll give my my other clients who who aren't learning Olympic weightlifting because I, I still think it's a valuable thing to do and uh, keeps it more interesting. Yeah, that's mm. cool. Yeah, mm. I'm guessing if you if you had someone who you thought was a good candidate for it, yeah. that as a coach you'd be like, awesome, now I get to yeah. coach you this thing that I really enjoy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but not everybody's um, uh, built for it. You know, they're definitely not uh, – would you, is that somewhere where you'd like to go, like say full-time weightlift, co- weightlifting coaching? Um, we'll see. I don't know if there's, uh, we'll see where the de- demand is for that really. Like it is a very niche sport. Um, yeah. I think it is, like you said, it's, it's gotten very popular recently. You know, CrossFit kind of did that. Um, but weightlifting is where I've, I'm most engaged and I find it the most interesting to coach so we'll see no no huge plans at the moment but um yeah i do i do enjoy coaching it here's most. a question for you yes does weightlifting make women bulky oh well because you know you know there's a lot of women <laughs> out there that are like i don't want to get bulky <laughs> i can't believe that, that women still think that to be honest when i started PTing, i heard that a lot and i was quite surprised um it's so prevalent no, it doesn't make you bulky. No. What do you mean? Not. Lifting weights? <laughs> like, explain to me why it doesn't. Well, to get, you know, I think that when you look at on an Olympic weightlifter, you know, you we have weight classes in Olympic weightlifting. So you will, the smallest weight class is, I think, 49 kilos. And those females are tiny. I mean, the men, and, and but the women, we'll talk specifically to women, is, are very small. Um it's an explosive sport um, where we're building muscle, but we're also powerful as well. Um, we're not going to get bulky because it, our, it's our, the muscle fibers and what we're using for the sport. You know, we're not looking to, to be a bodybuilder and we're not looking to just concentrate on muscle mass. It's all about that explosive power as well. Efficiency. Um, yeah, yeah. But even when women do lift weights, say in more of a bodybuilding um, format, you know, just generally, they're not going to get bulky because it takes a long time to put on muscle, and it takes a lot of training and a lot Joey of eating. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> I fought hard to get to where I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been strength training for uh, what? That's uh, I'm doing some sort of strength training for eleven years now, and um, you know, I uh, I know how slowly muscle goes on, and. Um, women seems to seem to think they'll pick it up once and that'll be them looking like, you know, one of the Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger or, you know, one of the female um bodybuilders oh, yeah. um who are on the gear and the amount of training that they do is just unreal. Um 
But the ladies want to look toned. That's what they want. So um, toned. That's yeah, the word. That's, a, that's the word. And what are we talking? What is toned? That's why I ask people. I was like, what, is, what do you think? What does toned mean for you? Toned is an absence of body fat. Mm. Which allows muscle to it's, show. It's lean muscle mass, isn't it? Yeah. And then they're scared to use the word muscle. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a. I think it's moving in the right direction, but uh, there's definitely still that fear of women looking bulky. But I don't know where that uh, comes from and why there is the worry of looking bulky. Are less feminine? I don't know. It's an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, it is. It is a very interesting one. Mm. I think probably changing too. now. Somewhat, yeah, but I think there's also another side of it, um, which is the because it's like when um, often guys, if I'm, I remember if I'm consulting with a guy mm. who, you know, take a guy who doesn't doesn't train, mm. right, and is talking about coming to train. Um, something that I'll hear quite often is, um, oh, like I'll say, why do you, you know, why do you want to train here? Like, what is it that you're looking for? And and often I'll hear. Oh, I don't like. I don't want to get like big, like, <laughs> and it's all. And I'm like, who said anything about getting big? Like, where did that enter your mind, right? But it's almost like they're, it's almost like they're projecting some kind of. And I say this with the with the utmost of respect for any individual that I'm referring to, but um, it's almost like they're projecting their own insecurities about. Mm. So they're like looking at maybe they're looking at me or they're looking at other guys in the gym. And they're like, those guys look big. And I, I could never get like, I don't have what it takes to be that. So I'm just going to say right now, I don't want to get big, but I just want to get fit. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Whereas yeah, a woman's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to get bulky. But it's like, well, wait, why don't you, you know, like I don't, yeah, it's, it's, People, it's, a, it's like a funny projection kind of thing yes. about, you know, something that's been mulling over in their mind a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, yeah, like, I mean, there's popular culture kind of stereotypes mixed in there as well as just a, a lack of education as well as a lack of kind of you know not like of self like what do I actually want like how many like a lot of people know they want something from this place and it's good and they want to be healthier and stuff and look better feel better but they, they just don't know how to explain it when mm. they get here yeah you know yeah it's like what are the words that I, I see and I know yeah. and they, they just start using that language it's true. I think we also have a very warped view of our, our body image nowadays and um, just from, you know, the people we see in the media and on social media. And, you know, I've had a girl, I think a girl say to me, I, I want a big bum, but I don't want my legs big. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with that. You know, yeah. you know, I just, uh, yeah. So everybody wants to go with that look of the small waist and big bum and small legs. And, you know, it's just, where did this I idea of this is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Body types always go through uh, phases, don't they? And we seem to be in that phase of, um, more women lifting and getting strain, which strong, which is good, but it's too much for aesthetics and just, uh, thinking I should be big here and small here. And Yeah. Rather than thinking about, oh, I want my body to do this. And that's why I, lump, I love Olympic weightlifting as well. I love feeling strong, but I also like to see what my body can do rather yeah. than what I look like. So, yeah. 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 And there's some, yeah, I totally know what you mean. And there's got to be some satisfaction in being able to walk into a gym and mm. like, yeah, look strong, but then also be able to do something that's exactly. obviously required yeah. years of training yeah. to be able to get to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of that, mm. How much do you lift? How much do I lift? <laughs> Give us some numbers, Joe Taylor. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, uh, where do I start? We'll start with snatch. Um, 
61 kilos in snatch, which is just over my body weight. I will compete in the 59 weight class. So not a huge snatch number, but you know. Very respectable. It's okay. Um, clean and jerk, 76 kilos. Um, what else do we have? Squat, my best back squat is 125 kilos. Best front squat is 100 kilos. Um, best deadlift is about, well, my deadlift sucks, 130. Mm. Should be more. If yeah. I can if I can squat 125, I should be able to deadlift a lot more than 130. What would you, like, like it should be around 150, 140? Probably, kind of yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Just much stronger in my quads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that typical of a weightlifter to be stronger in the quads? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, definitely compared comparatively to, like, say, a powerlifter, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's some big numbers. 125 back squat. Yes. That I hit that recently. Um, I think it was end of last year. Yeah. Right mm. on. I didn't even work towards that. I just kind of was like to the guys in the gym, oh, I kind of want to see what I could squat. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the number that went up. I was pretty surprised. <laughs> and over, say, uh, how often do you train per week? I train five days a week. Five yeah. days a week. Yeah, for about two hours. Okay. Training sessions. And roughly. how... How many kilos would you expect to have on your snatch by this time next year? Oh, like, you like, know, just in a rough yeah. approximation? Um, like I was saying, I just, I, plat I you know, I hit a point and I kind of just couldn't get past it. And for me, that was, I think just pat, like maybe 59 kilos, 58 on the snatch. And um, yeah, I broke that, um, uh, that plateau at my last competition. So um to be honest, I, 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 I'm hoping and I'm aiming to get to a 65 kilo snatch and I'm hoping to do that at end of this year. But that's quite a big, that's, that's a fairly significant jump, but we'll see. We'll see. I had a little bit of time off of weightlifting as well. So I've kind of gone on and off a wee bit. So that's kind of affected being able to hit bigger numbers. So yeah, we'll see if I can get there, but. I'm following this journey now. Yes. Hashtag yes. no days off. Yeah, well, two it. days off. Oh, two wait. days off. <laughs> <laughs> no days, but two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What does the program look like right now? Can I ask? Um, that I'm following. Yeah. Well, you, yep. Um, we're in a more of a volume phase, so it'll be lighter weights, higher volume, um, and then the reps and sets and weight changes from each session to each week. Um, we'll be going into like a heavier phase next week. Um, I actually missed the last heavy week because I was away um, and that would have been a good chance to test but um, yeah I missed it because I was away having too much fun but that's all right next week we might um, you know and it all depends on the training session if things are going well then just keep going up and see what you can do how many strength days are there or how compared to like the skill days say or like how is it organized on a, on a five day spread it's all all skill days and you always have your squats in there or a deadlift day, yeah. So you'll always be working on snatch or the clean and jerk yep. or some sort of overhead pressing and you'll pretty much always have pulls in there. So that's pulling the barbell off the ground and shrugging. Um, and and you that, go you'll heavy, have a lot of that, yeah. Go heavy. heavy with your pulls, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then there'll be some squat or deadlift every day as well? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Depends on the program. People don't always squat every day, but we, we tend to squat squat a fair amount uh especially with like cambered bar or safety bar that kind of thing if you guys know what those are i've heard of them yeah cambered yeah. bars got the bend yeah it's got big bend in it so it's yep. really unstable yeah ah, okay that's the yeah. idea swings the plates will swing around so you've got to really work hard to, to stabilize yourself in the 
bottom position and cool. it works a lot for of the core catch. and back as yep. well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, we wow. need to have a nice strong core and back in Olympic weightlifting as well. So we do a lot of strength work and core work and stuff. On yeah. core, do you, mm. what specific core stuff do you do for Olympic lifting? And I guess I ask because I see that, you know, it, it is very, just the movements in themselves require mm. very strong core. Do you do specific core work? Uh, not really. Not, not. Do sit ups? Something to, not really sit ups. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No, no. <laughs> Isometric stuff like planks, side planks, and yes. uh, leg raises, and, you know, I'll do the V ups and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever I feel like that keeps it a bit interesting. Yeah. yeah but you're yeah. also working your core pretty hard when you're. This one, yeah. When you're actually doing. I guess that's Olympic what I'm pointing towards. So you don't need to do a huge amount of core work. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, um, I was looking at your coach's bio the other day and I yes. saw that you did the the Australian uh, Weightlifting Federation. Yes. Level one course. Level one coaching course. Yeah. I did that some years ago. Yeah, I thought you did. Back in the I day. I saw that on your profile. I was uh, checking yours out too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was interesting going into that environment that's like weightlifting Yes. Specialists. Yeah. Where they just, they were like, that's all they know. Yeah. Who, who took it? Do you remember? Um, the guy, the doc was there. Yeah. Yeah. Or doc. Yes. Uh, he was there, but it was more facilitated by Leon. Is it Leon? A shorter sure. guy. Shorter guy, maybe British accent, very mm. friendly fella. No, I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It was facilitated by him. Um, and I remember there was a bunch of people there. There was a guy, there was a competitive weightlifter who was there. Uh, I believe he competes for New South Wales, maybe Australia. He's blind. Oh, yes. Yes, you know I him? know him. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. okay. Um, yeah. Malek, I think. I think. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, completely blind Olympic weightlifter. High level. Yeah, I think he's national Yeah, level. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so completely blind Olymp- uh, Olympic lifter. Amazing, yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very good. Mm. Yeah, it was, so it was he was cool. doing the course with you. He was doing the course yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then really I think we, we got a bit of time in the afternoon to like have a play around the weights room. Yeah, and yeah. like all of us were like hacks, and then there was him. You're just watching, and he's just this fucking <laughs> savage, and he can't see you watching him. You know, like yeah, everyone's like, hey, you know, like it was yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, just goes to show you don't need to to look in a in a mirror. To yeah, do Olympic weightlifting, I really can't even. I mean, you know, of course you yeah. can't. Of course, I can't imagine what it's like to be blind. But just, yeah, like engaging in that kind of yes. uh, lifting at the loads that that you are required to lift yeah. at a competitive level, it's mind-boggling. He lifts heavy. Yeah. He must live heavy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. huge wow. weights. Jesus. Yeah. I wouldn't know what he does, but yeah, it's um, yeah, he lifts, he lifts really, really big weights. Yeah, <laughs> really impressive. I follow this uh, skateboarder um, who's blind. Mm. I think he's like 80% blind. Mm. He was a pro skater first. Was was this gentleman born blind? I think so. Okay. Yes, I it's think so. A bit so. different from the skater who was a pro skater and then he had some sort of g- degenerative thing going on with him. So he had that muscle memory. It's a bit different, but yeah, it's incredible. He's mm. 80% blind and he he's on these ramps doing flips and all sorts of shit. Grinds. Does he, does he just skate ramp or does he go? Um, he goes out like he goes out on the street or wow. on flat ground as well. And he'll mm. often use a, a cane for that. Otherwise, um, you know, he's does a lot of mini ramp and bowl. He like, uses a cane while he's skating. Yeah. Just, just to like know where the gutter is. And then That's it's incredible. like, boom. I'm talking like, you know, kick flip to lip slide. 
freaking and then varial out and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I'll share it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then mini ramp is you know doesn't need the stick necessarily because he's got a gauge for it. Um. Anyway, yeah, just insane. You know how like human beings. Yeah, incredible, eh? Yeah, the shit yeah. we can do when we when we when we're f- like pushed into a corner. Mm. Um, what's the, what do you think are the big takeaways for like a beginner weightlifter just to end on, um, for someone who's coming into it and they're like, yeah, I really like, like, you know, like you were inspired when Mm. you saw uh, someone doing it. And then, you know, it's like, I'm inspired. I like it. I'm here. Um, you know, what do I, what should I know coming into this? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is to make sure you get coaching, um, and to not just try and, you know, learn it by yourself. So number one thing is find a coach um and yeah just uh take your time with it be patient and learn you know stay on the broomstick for ages you know like learn the correct positioning and get comfortable with the movement and then just drill the barbell as much as you can and uh like i said before if you you know people just like really really keen to get some weights on and you know then you kind of mess up the, you know, you can you can do it to a certain extent. You can rely on your strength, but that will only take you so far. So if you learn really good positioning in the beginning and you put that time on just the barbell, then you're going to like progress so much quicker. Um, for me, it was quite a slow progression because I learned quite a few bad habits earlier on that took a while to unlearn. You know, it's all that muscle memory and that had been un- had been learned and I had to unlearn that. And um, yeah, so taking your time with it, really being patient, get good coaching. Yeah, and have fun with it, you know, as well. I like it. Yeah. Paulie? Yeah. You got anything to add to that? Oh, not really. Um, probably something I learned from, I think it was you, was, yeah, approach it. Like, yeah, approach the, the sport. It's a technical sport type of thing. So, like, approach it like you would something that's complex and, mm. and tough. Like, mm. you know. I, I, you're going to suck at it? You're going to suck at it. Like, but listen to the cues, come back, repeat everything that we've taught you. The mm. positions, try to listen to what the positions are mm. and do them every time. When we add a layer, do everything that you just learned and then add that layer. Mm. So it's 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 a it's a real kind of vehicle for for someone to kind of learn how to learn. And yeah. um and it, it'll expose that or and I'm just, I try to peep, get people to kind of approach it technically, you know, because there is yeah, there's a lot of aspects to yeah. it which you just have to pass through those gates in order to yes. move forward with it. So Approach it that way, if that makes sense. I like that. Mm. Learn how to learn. Mm. Mm. Coach Joe, yes. where can people find you? Oh, You have an Instagram Joey, account, I believe. You can find me on Instagram, yes, you can. I'm Coach Joe Taylor, I believe it is. Very yes, nice. that's my Instagram. That's, yeah, probably the best place where people can find me. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. Uh, and if they want to do PT, you got spaces for that? I do, yes, yeah. So you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can have a chat. And if you want to talk a little bit more about Olympic weightlifting or general strength training, then I'm happy to to sit down and we can talk more about it. Just, yeah, reach reach out on Instagram. Yeah. Very cool. All right, awesome. Um, thank you for joining us cool. today. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I thought that you okay. did really, really well on your first podcast, oh, Thank Joe. you. Thank you. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Um, that was episode 103 or thereabouts. Um, 8th and 9th of May, we have our coaches intensive coming up. That is a two-day version of our 12-week coaches internship. So the internship we've been running for years, 
we've decided to compress it down into two massive days over one weekend. Um, 8th and 9th of May, it's open to anyone, whether you have coaching experience or not. And we even have people stepping into it who are not actively trying to become a coach, but they are interested in the skill sets um, that we believe a good coach should have. So we're talking about how to communicate well in front of a group, uh, how to be a figure of authority, leadership within the group, programming, sales, marketing, all that stuff that a good coach and a good PT requires. So if you want more information on that, you can get in touch with us uh, at Jungle Brothers Movement on Instagram or if you want to go to the website, junglebrothers.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. See ya.